Hello. Hello. Salam and good evening to you, worthy friend. Please, please come closer. Uh, too close, a little too close. Hello and welcome to another edition of the Disney Brit Radio Show. Thank you once again for joining us. It is episode... Alan? <laughs> it is episode Alan, exactly. Can you always oh, tell me what episode don't, don't. it is? You and throw it at us. I did, I did just throw it at you because I suddenly realised I hadn't checked what episode number we're on. 171. Oh, on episode 171. And we've got some uh, great stuff for you again this week, particularly looking at news and trip reports this week. It is the weekend of, or the ending of, the D23 Expo, where all of the Disney fans got together in Hanaheim, California, and Disney announced every project that's coming for theme parks, merchandise, Disney interactive, movies, the lot. And we're going to be concentrating today on basically everything that Disney have kind of said about what's happening in their theme parks, both in Orlando and Paris, over the next uh, few years. And uh, also, I'm going to be talking to you today about uh, Disneyland Paris, because I've just returned from a trip there. I was there for three days. And I'm going to do the good, the bad, and the ugly of my trip to Disneyland Paris. So that's pretty much what today's show is going to be all about. Uh, the usual, we will talk a little bit Disney Bit Running Team as well. Those of you who have been sending in your Tomorrow's Child and all those bits and pieces, um, we are going to be bringing that back. We're going to be asking for some more uh of your clips and things like that which we're going to use as part of the coming show but alan you're here how are you anyway i'm good thank you uh, a little bit tired i, be- I believe you've, you've just done some sort of uh, actual camping trip haven't you is this right yeah oh, i started off um last week i went um, to a caravan park so i spent five days in a corned beef tin yeah and then um, decided to follow it on with a bit of camping in a field Right. The, the weird thing about camping is, it's it's a bit like time traveling experience. Yeah. At five o'clock in the morning, it feels like nine o'clock in the morning. Yeah. And then by the time you pack all your stuff up by ten o'clock, it feels like five o'clock at night. <laughs> yeah, it's a little bit. And that, that's where I am at the moment. I'm pretty much thinking, right, okay, it feels like, it feels midnight. like four o'clock in, in the morning or something like that. Yeah, I'm, I'm just wrecked. Uh, well, okay, we, we won't keep you too long this evening so you can get plenty of sleep. But we are going to be talking today, as I said, about uh, everything that's come out of D23 Expo. And we're going to talk about Disneyland Paris. So I thought we'd start off today with our Disney Brit news and rumours. Good morning, sir. Good morning, Zazu. Checking in with the morning report. Fire away. So let's talk about what's been going on at the D23 Expo. This piece of music, incidentally. 
from The Incredibles isn't going anywhere, as Disney have officially announced The Incredibles 2 is coming. Um, so that's pretty cool. I'm quite excited about that particular piece of news. They did say that, didn't they? Yep. Uh, we've got Toy Story 4, Cars 3, The Incredibles 2. Um, oh, goodness knows what other. Good Dinosaur. There's loads of stuff coming. Honestly, Live Action Jungle Book. Live Action Jungle Book is supposed to be amazing. There's Pete's Dragon being remade. They are doing um, Doctor Strange. They talked about Captain America Civil War. They talked about some chess champion in India. I can't remember what the film's called. Um, loads of stuff, honestly. The amount of movies, the, the slate of movies that the Disney company have got, Marvel included, over the next few years, you know, is just astounding. And do you if know that's why they're doing Pete's Dragon, by the way? They are, yeah, reading Pete's Dragon, yeah. Do, do you know why? Why? So all the kids that go to see their um, electric light parade. Yeah, will know who that dragon is. Well, no, what on earth it's about. <laughs> I'm pretty certain they haven't ploughed millions and millions of pounds into a film just because they want everyone to know what the dragon at the front of the Main Street electrical parade is. It's a, it's a good float. <laughs> it, it, it is, but that's definitely not the reason why they've done it. Right, let's talk about what's going on uh, with uh, regards to the parks and the resorts and everything then. And uh, what's we'll start off with Disneyland Paris because it's very, very quick, this one. One of the things that we've always found with regards to Disneyland Paris is they've never announced anything. You just don't find anything out about it at all. I think one of the issues previously was the fact that Disneyland Paris did not majority share own the resort. It was owned yeah. by quite a few people. And it probably meant that... It's very similar to the way Tokyo is, that is majority owned by the Ori Oriental Land Company, um, that they maybe had a few more issues with regards to announcing officially at Disney event these particular things. Disney now own about 79% of Disneyland Paris, what with the reshuffling of all of the shares and all those sort of bits and pieces. Um, so they did mention at D23 Expo that Disneyland Paris will officially be uh, celebrating the resort's 25th anniversary in 2017 so that's definitely now happening which is really good we've already had loads of uh, news about the changes to attractions and all those bits and pieces that are going on to build up to that particular 25th anniversary uh, but yes it has been officially confirmed by Disney at the park and resorts presentation yesterday that they will be celebrating the 25th anniversary properly which is pretty cool so it's a bit of a weak one though, that isn't it? It is. That was literally all we got from uh, for Paris, to be honest. It was mostly centred around what was going on with Shanghai. They brought Stanley out to talk about what was going on uh, with the new Iron Man attraction over in Hong Kong. And then they concentrated mostly on the new experiences that were coming to Orlando and for some of them also California as well. But yeah, it was a bit of a weak one for Paris. But at least Paris was mentioned. Because at the end of the day, I could say to you, in another, I don't know, I'm trying to do some maths here. Yeah. Another seven years, yeah. Disneyland Paris will be celebrating the 30th anniversary. Well, it will, but it's whether or not Disney are going to mark that anniversary as a major anniversary. They've, you know, acknowledged that the 25th anniversary will be a major anniversary. They will celebrate. So, I'm not going to complain. Hopefully, we'll get I, some cool stuff. There's stuff happening at Disneyland Paris. That's that's what the main thing that we've got to take out of it, I think. Right. And obviously, if they're now going to do something fantastic for the 25th yeah but hopefully they will we'll see what it is we don't know what's 25 mean anyway in like is it like diamond or it's a, it's a quarter senial <laughs> i don't know um i don't know what it is it's a good question 25th anniversary yeah 60s diamond i don't know what 25th anniversary would be paper oh silver silver anniversary 
Okay. I, well, the 60th for Disneyland has been known as the Diamond Celebration, but it's the first time I think they've ever used the official terms for the years. Yeah, well, uh, they'll, they'll put some silver tat out there. <laughs> so everything will be silver-themed. Okay, silver tat, as you call it. Well, let's talk about what is going on then in Orlando, and there's been quite a few announcements made. They're things that we've kind of been talking about a little bit for a while, but have now officially been confirmed by Disney. Which should we, where should we start with? Let's start off with the smallest one, and we'll kind of get bigger from there, the, the, the ones we know the least about. There was some more news about the new Frozen Ever After that's going into the Norway pavilion over at epcot they are working very hard on the creation of the new attraction as we speak uh, there was an announcement that they were working very very closely with the animators and the people who worked on the original movie to create this new attraction it will contain uh, the store the characters obviously from the film the story is uh, uh, this idea of frozen celebration which is something that they've kind of used quite a lot and uh, but the lopez is who wrote the music for Frozen have been involved in uh, creating some new music, although obviously based on the original stuff, for the attraction as well. Nothing particularly new come out of that other than they've said that the work is progressing well and they're doing really well with it. The uh, other bit that they didn't officially announce, which they have done now, is that they're expanding the pavilion slightly. There's going to be a new sort of Princess Palace summer house that's being built, obviously Norwegian themed. It's going to be a new meet and greet location for Anna and Elsa. So this really is going to be the place to go for Frozen if you want the Frozen attraction, the meet and greet, and all those bits and pieces yeah. that are going on there. Um, they did put a preview of the um, Sven animatronic. They did, and the uh, the whole audience were like, "Oh!" when they saw it. But I'll, I've got to admit that when I saw it, I was like, really? That's that's not even ready for a photo yet. <laughs> was, was I missing something? No, it's obviously work in progress, isn't it? They wanted to get people excited for something. So, you know, they, that's why they did it. They, they wanted to put something up for people to see, to see that they're making progress. So there was a Sven animatronic up there, which would be really cool. And I'm pretty certain the animatronics that are going to be in here are going to be pretty stunning. Yeah, you know, I don't think they're going to be sort of, of the same ilk as... Seven Dwarfs Mine Train. Well, well, we don't know that they they could be. I've I've heard something that they are going to be. Yeah, it wouldn't surprise me. There's no way Disney are going to suddenly create some half baked animatronics for what is arguably going to be the most popular attraction in the whole of Epcot. You know, I have no doubt. Let's that... um, imagine if like it's a small wheel style ones in. Oh, it'd be terrible, just arms up and down. This yep. is going to have longer queues than your test track and your your soaring. Without a shadow of a doubt, you know, it's going to eclipse the ride times, the ride weights for things like the Seven Dwarfs Mine Train. It's going to be massive. Um, yeah. So, we're looking forward to seeing that one just finally open and just finally come to fruition sometime next year, which will be pretty cool. Um, next up is another Epcot uh, piece of information, and uh, Disney did announce that over at Shanghai they'll be opening a new soaring attraction, and it's going to be known as Soaring Over the World. And, yes, good news, coming next year will be the Soaring Over the World attraction. That will be coming to both Disneyland and to Orlando. And for those of you who don't kind of know, know the difference, uh, the one that's in Epcot at the minute is soaring over California, which is obviously just looking at the different areas of California. This one's going to take in uh, America. It's going to take in China. There's going to be all sorts of places all over the world that you're going to get to experience in the very similar style to the way you currently do with soaring, but with a new film and new fragrances and all that sort of stuff. I'm, I'm excited for this. I'm pleased to see that they're doing this. Um, I, you know, it's about time they did this, and to be fair, they should have announced this years ago. Well, we've known it's been, they've been creating it, haven't we? I've just done a little bit of research there, and the first proper rumours of this one came out in um, the 8th of July last um, 2013 even. 
but I think we thought about it a lot earlier than that as well. Yeah. It, it just seemed inevitable. It was. It's one of those moments, isn't it, where we knew it's come in. And we were just waiting for them to actually announce that it's coming. And when they did announce that it was coming to Shanghai, there was a little bit of doubt in people's mind about whether or not Shanghai are going to get it and we'll get it a little bit later. But no, it's officially now confirmed that that's going to be happening. That's going to be coming, which is pretty cool. So that's next year too. Okay. So that's a nice quick swap over for them, isn't it, really? Yeah, it shouldn't take too much to do that, I shouldn't think. you just got to take the fragrance bottles out and put new ones in, change a couple of the movements, add the new screen, and I don't think that'll be too much of a changeover, to be honest. It'll be, you know, a month maybe a month and a half at the most. Do we know what sort of um, countries it's going to be visiting? Well, we do know China, we know America. Uh, I can't remember what some of the other countries were off the top of my head, but I know there's going to be quite a few that it's going to be visiting. So it'll be good to see that. I'm, uh, I'm looking at, um, what's it called? Disneymorb.blogspot.co.uk. Yeah. And um, in 2013, I don't know if he mocked up these in his spare time, but... He's got it flying over the Taj Mahal, um, the, the pyramids going through Venice, the um, Tower, London Tower Bridge. Yeah, wouldn't surprise me. Forbidden City. Yeah. You know, actually, this might actually, it would make sense if they visited the countries that were within Epcot. I'm sure they will, but I'm sure they'll visit other places as well. Don't know. So going down the Hudson. Oh, it'll be cool. It will be cool. I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing it and, and looking forward to, to seeing what they do with it um, and seeing all those different places they're going to visit. So that's Soarin'. Uh, let's get to the next one that we've definitely had announced. And that was Avatar. And uh, Disney have told us a little bit more information about what exactly is going on with Avatar. They actually brought James Cameron and uh, Joe Rohde out onto stage in order to talk about this. We know that the first part of Avatar is going to be opening in 2017. They reckon the second phase, second area, is going to be open by 2018. They've now announced that there are two attractions that are going to be part of it, as well as obviously meet and greets and all these bits and pieces as well. The first one, the only one they've named... Uh, yeah. as part of this particular place is Flight of Passage and it's going to be the e-ticket ride we don't know much about exactly what the ride system is but what we do know is that it's going to give guests the chance to soar on a banshee over the alien world now there's talk of it possibly being uh, a simulator style attraction where you're getting something banshee style there's also talk of it being um, a little bit like your kind of Harry Potter and Forbidden Journey, where you've got your screens and you move around in a ride vehicle and those sort of ideas as well. So that's possible that that's going to happen. We don't honestly know. The concept art we see is somebody on the back of a banshee, which obviously isn't going to happen. Um, yeah. So we don't really know a lot about what it is. What we do know is that this area now has a name. It's not going to be called Avatar Land. Um, it's not going to be called the World of Avatar. It's going to be called Pandora the world of Avador. Avatar. <laughs> the world of Avador. So Pandora, the world of Avatar, is what it's definitely going to be called. Um, and people are going to have the opportunity in which to experience this Avatar world through these two attractions. The second one, which still doesn't have an official title, is a boat ride that takes you through the, the biodomes and that sort of area of uh, of the world of Pandora. Hmm... Looking um, at the concept art and looking at what the place is going to look like and looking at the model that they created and that was up, it does look like it's going to be phenomenal. I, you know, I do not deny that this place is going to look absolutely amazing, and I have no doubt that the attractions will be absolutely fantastic. Um, I just still struggle with it being Avatar. I, th I think it's 
it's a bit like a shot in the dark, isn't it? It's just not. It's not something that's going to grip people enough. I think. Well, that's the problem, isn't it? Door alone. Are they? It, you know, are people still going to be gripped by it? It's been so long since the last Avatar movie. Will the next one be successful? I know we keep going over this again and again and again, but I think this now. The the good thing at, you know, Harry Potter we talk about at Universal is uh, was a massive game changer for the theme park industry and what we were really concerned about was the fact that Disney seemed to be using Avatar as uh, something to come up against Harry Potter and say look we can do it just as well but actually with the announcements that have now come out of the D23 Expo what I think is going to happen here is Avatar or so we should give it its official title shouldn't we now Pandora the world of Avatar um, is just one jigsaw piece as part of these new immersive lands that are there to rival Harry Potter. Yeah. I have no doubt I will go. I will no, I have no doubt I will probably enjoy it. The attractions will be great. I'll need to watch the film before I go to make sure I know what's happening. Um, but I still think what they, they, it looks amazing. There was a same... I saw... Actually, what, what, the boat ride part. Yeah. yeah. One of the presentations that was talking about it said that it was going to be um, cutting edge animatronics in that. There will be, of course it will. Yeah. Now, there's another thing that was featured on one of the videos. Yeah. And it is some sort of mystic horse thing. A mystic horse. I don't know how best to describe it. It looks like a horse with a flat head on it. That's not the banshees, is it? No, that's not the banshees. The the banshees are certainly not horse-like. Um. See, so, yeah, the I'm, thing is, I'm again, I haven't watched it. I don't know. Animatronic horses. Is that what you're telling me? Yeah, some sort of animatronic horse. Okay. <laughs> um, but going back to sort of what Bob Iger said um, in an interview years ago. Yeah. What seemed like years ago. He was saying about <laughs> this has been uh, this was announced two years ago. Yeah. It um, he's like they're sort of driving it home now. This this is what's happening. The concept art is what we've seen before. There's nothing really that much new. No. On it. Um, but they've talked about. I mean, the, the, the flight on the, the Banshee ride, Bob Iger mentioned you could really feel that the, um, whatever it's called, I've forgotten what it's called now, Banshee breather. Yeah. yeah. So, how, how are we going to get that no feeling? Idea. And the concept art shows one person sitting on the back of a Banshee. Realistically, we know that's not going to happen because they need to put about 30 people through at a time, at least. Yeah. But are they going to set up some sort of crazy rigging system where you feel like you're sitting on a banshee? Well, this is why I think we might go for the kind of Harry Potter-esque attraction. The sort but of simulator on a on a track sort of thing. The, 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 um, the plans that were sort of leaked, again, years ago... Yeah. Show sort of like four cinema screens. Well, yeah, they did. Yeah, there was there were one building wasn't there with four large screens in it. Now, could it be that then maybe they're going for the... Um, Simpsons style, one big screen, large theatre, lots of little vehicles. Mm, could be that. Could be that they're doing it that way. Maybe they've changed their mind completely. Um, looking at Ratatouille in Paris, we know that Disney are very good at can create attractions with individual ride vehicles, large screens, and moving on between different rooms. That's something that they've they've been able to master. So it could be that there's something along those lines as well. Um, until it happens, we don't yeah. really know. That's I think part of the issue. They're yeah. still keeping their cards very close to their chest as to what exactly the attraction is. Do they actually know yet? 
No, I'm sure they do. They must do. I think, to be honest, if if we look back now in 2013, when they first initially announced Avatar Land and what was happening, I, they probably didn't. They probably knew what they wanted, the sort of thing they wanted to do, but not officially how it's going to do it and how it's going to work. Um, so, I, I would say they now have a better idea. The fact that they've started construction, I'm hoping they, they've got some idea of what it is they're doing. Otherwise, it's going to be a right mess. Did you um, see the Ace um, trailer for Avatar? Yes, yeah, I did. Um, yeah. And it's it's mocked up so that it looks as though it's you go on uh, some sort of expedition. Yeah, you, you sort of the the idea of the the video that I saw anyway was like people have already done on it, done the trip. They were excited about it. They're telling everyone about it, yeah. and they're talking to people on or talking to the camera as though they were doing a Disney holiday. Yeah, does that is that similar to what you've seen? Yeah, that's the one. And they've talked about the food. And the dining experience, and the close-up of the the food that they showed on the camera looked like a little cup of snot. Yes, yes, I know you're on about. It's um, it's gonna be weird. That's all I'm gonna say. It's gonna be weird. I, I'll, I'll stay open-minded. I will go and I will, you know, try it out and whatever it is, it is. You know, end of go from there. D I'll say that Disney has thrown some um, curveballs with the food experiences at the moment. Well, they tried the edible poo. They tried the edible poo, and apparently that got withdrawn. Yeah, it did because of complaints. Yeah. So obviously they're going to try some crazy stuff with the Avatar food, but apparently uh, Big Fat Panda put on Facebook the other yeah. day that um, you can now get salt and vinegar crickets in Downtown Disney. That's just wrong. And. Um, I can't remember if it was cheese and onion. There was three different flavours of crickets. And they're not okay. things that look like crickets. They look, they're actually crickets in a box. That's just wrong. No thanks. Don't want to be touching that. I prefer to eat brownie that looks like pig. <laughs> yeah. Okay, two other things we need to talk about in Animal Kingdom. The first is the Rivers of Light, which is coming. Uh, they've announced a little bit more information with regards to that. And they're going to be using projection mapping on the Tree of Life as part of that. There's going to be floating lanterns. There's going to be all sorts of stuff. It's to do with the transformation of nature, apparently, is the, the overall theme for this new nighttime event that's going to be going on. I don't think we've really got much more information than that, have we? Other than that that's well on its way to being sorted and done. There's, um, there's going to be some sort of floating lanterns. Yeah. Now, I know that Disney have been experimenting with um, drones. Well, they're going and to do that, that would sort of make sense for this. Because to do a show on a nightly basis, to actually have lanterns that actually just float off, yeah, isn't gonna really be a Disney thing. No, you know all no. that debris to pick up in the morning. This is true. So I'll, I'm gonna guess that this will be lanterns set off on a drone basis that would float off and home themselves. There's also there was also some sort of crazy thing that they're doing where it's like a floating pixel as well. Where they can have loads of these drones go together to form a, a bigger, lighter object. Yeah. So it could be they project on those on those lanterns. Maybe the lanterns are quite large. Um... Yeah, it's impression I'm looking at the moment of it. Um, it suggests um, lanterns that are a bit sort of like what they've got in there, um, tangled in a way, but they've got like silhouettes of animals on. Yeah. Maybe um, something like that. I, again, we don't know. You know, nothing massively has been announced. Nothing 
totally official. But it's kind of tricky. The other thing yeah. as well is the new Sunset Kilimanjaro Safaris. Uh, obviously, the resort's going to be staying open later, so it means it is going to get dark before we see this nighttime spectacular. So they're going to be including a later safari, which is designed to be during dusk, uh, and guests are going to have the opportunity to go and tour the savannah as they normally do. Uh, they're going to be introducing some new animals as well, I believe. We've got some uh, hyenas in there. Am I right yep. thinking that? And right. we've got some prairie... I want to say prairie dogs, but I think I'm wrong. African wild dogs. Well, there we go. Um, but it does say uh, they're going to be venture out after dark with a new nighttime adventure next spring where guests will travel through the African savannah amid the magically extended orange glow of the setting sun. Discover two species new to the attraction. The African dogs and hyenas. They've um, already started constructing this, but obviously nothing had been mentioned about what it was officially. Uh, but it is it is well under construction already. Um, and I remember when it went this summer that there was big sections that were sort of behind. Um, I think the term is burlap fencing. Yeah. So they are sort of preparing for it. So I think that'll come out quite quickly. Okay. Did um, you know on the Kilimanjaro safaris that we're going to put the zebras in? Did the zebras actually get put in? I don't know, that's a good question. And or did they get put in and then get taken out? Good question. Not taken out like a sniper. I'm not sure. That's a good question. Hmm. Want to come back to. Um, what else have we got? Man, we've got so much stuff. Ah, okay, let's go back over to the Magic Kingdom. And uh, I want to talk about the Jungle Cruise restaurant. Yes. What you heard about this is that this was actually announced as part of the Jungle Cruise um, presentation, not as part of the parks presentation, but there's going to be the new Skipper Canteen, which is opening in Adventureland in the Magic Kingdom. It's going to be uh, obviously themed around the idea that it's the canteen for the skippers of the Jungle Cruise. You're going to be able to go inside, you're going to be able to enjoy these jungle-themed uh, delicacies. There's going to be several unique dining rooms, including apparently the once hidden secret meeting room of the famed Society of Explorers and Adventurers, as well as the mess for the crew as well. Um, I love the sound of this. This, for me, sounds like it may, may begin to fill the hole that the Adventurers Club left. Yes. I think that's exactly what I think they're trying to do here. Because... The clue that I'm, I think that I'm picking out of this is the once hidden secret meeting room, right? I think yeah. that you're going to be able to go in, have a meal, and then you'll be able to filter into an entertainment section. Possibly. And I wonder whether this might change, whether they might have a, a slightly different theme in the evening to the day, a little bit like they do with Beauty and the Beast. It'd be our guest restaurant. Yeah, possibly. But I, I like the sound of this place. I think, you know, please, please help it fill a hole. For, yeah. uh, for the Adventures Club. I think it'd be absolutely amazing if they did do something like that. The, the humour of the Jungle Cruise is right for the Adventures Club. There is already a link between the Adventures Club and the Jungle Cruise. Um, so I would hope that this will continue to use the same humour and the same sort of idea as they do. And I, I Just fingers crossed. Everything crossed. Yeah. That's going to happen. But uh, but again, this, this is just a, one of these ones that has been rumoured for a while. Yeah, it really is. Uh, but it's... it's a, a, finally been announced isn't it okay two more things to talk about with regards to what happened at d23 expo and there are two things that we kind of heard were coming but we didn't know for definite and it is basically what is going on behind the millions of construction walls that are at hollywood studios we've got two lands we've got the star wars land and we've got 
Toy Story Land that are both coming to the resort. Which one do you want to start with, Alan? Um, I dare say Toy Story Land's the easier one. Okay, so let's start with Star Wars then. And then we can end with the easier one. So Star Wars Land has been officially announced as coming not only to Orlando, to Hollywood Studios, but it's also coming to Disneyland in California. It is going to be one of the biggest immersive lands that Disney have built in their theme parks. It's going to be 14 acres at Hollywood Studios, where you're going to be going to, and the way they described it, is a new planet of which guests will be able to explore and enjoy and fully immerse themselves into the world of Star Wars. What's interesting is although it's going to be a 14-acre land, there's actually only going to be two attractions in there, as well as your meet and greets and some other interactive bits and pieces. It's very much like um, Harry Potter, the way they've done it at Universal, particularly talking about the new Diagon Alley area. There is one major attraction in there, which is um, Harry Potter and the um, Escape from Gringotts. The rest of it is this immersive land. You've got shops, you've got restaurants, you've got... Um, dining locations and places to walk down, Nocturne Alley, those sort of bits and pieces that you can just go and walk down. There's nothing there other than shops, but it's this idea that this is an immersive land with some things in there that you can go and enjoy and experience. So it's a new way of, of kind of building a land, and I dare say that Disney have done this in kind of relation to what Universal have done for Harry Potter. Now, for you, Alan, yes. most of this isn't really going to mean a lot, is it? It doesn't mean a lot, but... One thing I am picking out of it yep. is they've announced that it's going to be at Disneyland California and well Disney World. Yeah, Disneyland Paris has been rumoured for this one for years. Yeah, it has, and I wonder again whether or not this is all part of the 25th anniversary and they're not quite ready to announce it yet. We're still waiting for the Star Tours update. Don't forget, we're still on retro Star Tours at the minute in Disneyland <laughs> Paris. I think I put that on Twitter just about is to it do low some definition. Re- about to do some retro Star Tours. Um, so I think they're they're a little bit behind on that with regards to what they're announcing for Disneyland Paris until they've announced all of this sort of stuff. So let's explain what's definitely going to be happening within this then. So start start off with Star Tours is getting an update. So they're going to be including more locations in Star Tours that fit in with Episode 7, which is coming out in December. So you're going to be able to enjoy those. So that's coming very, very soon, and we believe that's going to be coming by the end of this year. Also coming towards the end of this year is uh, the Star Wars Launch Bay. Okay, Now, Star Wars Launch Bay is um, kind of a chance for you to go and interact with lots of Star Wars characters, old and new, from the old films and new ones. It's going to have all the meet and greets and bits and pieces in there. It's going to have a new shop with all your merchandise in there. There's going to be food in there. There's also going to be exhibits uh, which have props, costumes, artwork, and all those sort of things from the upcoming Star Wars films. At the moment, Star Wars The Force Awakens will be in there. You'll be able to go and enjoy them. There's going to be custom Disney Infinity video game content in there as well. It's going to be located in the animation courtyard at Disney's Hollywood Studios. So, um, you all know where that was and that closed recently that's because they've started working on star wars launch bay this will be opening fairly soon i don't think it's going to be long before they've they've got this done built and ready to go so that's going to be really cool the other thing they're going to be adding as well fairly soon it's going to be coming at the beginning we reckon of 2016 somewhere around january to march time is something called season of the force which is going to be a new nighttime spectacular nighttime fireworks show that's going to be going on inside hollywood studios and is going to be based around star wars so that's going to be coming at the beginning of next year as well so they're the kind of immediate star wars announcements and things that are going to be happening on top of that we've got two new attractions so alan do you want to kind of explain what these attractions are 
I would love to explain what the Go attractions on, are. I've got no idea. So, okay, we've got two attractions that are coming within this 14-acre land. The first one is going to be what they're calling a battle between the First Order and the Resistance, which is a, a, an attraction where you're going to be stuck in the middle of this battle as to exactly how that's going to happen and what's going to happen within that. We've got no particular idea. We just know that there's going to be something going on. The other one, and this sounds really cool, is an attraction which is going to give the chance for guests to get behind the controls of the Millennium Falcon. Okay, we all know what the Millennium Falcon is. It's the big massive spaceship. It's owned by Han Solo. And what looks really cool from the concept art, and I genuinely hope this is true, that it looks like that you're actually going to have to go up into the Millennium Falcon in order to, as part of the queue, to get onto this particular attraction. This looks phenomenal. Just, I'm, I'm questioning how they're going to do it or what. I don't know. The thing is, they haven't given us an a release date a date when this place is going to be finished so it's going to be a long time yet um, and the other thing is what what exactly do they mean by you get behind the controls of the Millennium Falcon I don't know I genuinely don't know but it's it's going to be phenomenal because right, okay, two wait. two signature attractions right bear in mind they've used the word attraction yeah they haven't said ride no and some of the things that we did, did an ultimate attraction we didn't even consider attractions no, but these are going to be rides, you know, and there's no way they're going to scrimp on Star Wars rides. You know, you're looking at Star Wars is probably the next biggest franchise after Harry Potter. Yeah. There's no way in a million years looking at what they did with Harry Potter that Disney are going to go, I'll tell you what, let's just do this on the cheap. It's not going to happen. This place is going to look absolutely amazing. I, it freaks me out, Star Wars. I've... I know I've Just not really watched it yet. You need to watch Star Wars. You, you, you must watch some Star Wars because you'll love it when you watch it. It is brilliant. Um, but these two new attractions are coming in this 14-acre land. It's going to look phenomenal. I just I can't wait. The other thing that's happening as well as part of this is they're going to be updating Jedi Training Academy slightly. There's going to be a new villain to battle apparently as part of it as well. But it's just going to be great. Um, when it's going to open, I, I'm guessing... We're not looking before 2018, 2019 at the earliest, I would think, with for this. It's going to be a long a long time coming. There's also talk of the Moesley Cantina uh, going in there as well. Um, so, goodness knows when this is going to open. But what I do know is it's going to be absolutely phenomenal. I can see some sort of concept art of the, the cantina, which has got some sort of mermaid behind a bar. Mermaid behind a bar, okay. I don't get it. I just don't get it. You need to watch the films. Watch the films and it become more. You become more powerful. The thing is, Alan, you need to start now because with Avatar, there's one film. Watch that. You understand Avatar Land. You've got six coming December seven films to catch up on to understand what earth is going on in that area. Another thing I'm going to say is I hope they do it better than they did um, by Trader Sam's. Right. Okay. I'm sure they will. Because that only had a, a capacity of about thirty-three. Now the question we've got to ask ourselves is where on earth this is going to go. Where are they going to put Star Wars Land? Now, one of the things that Disney did, and we were talking about this before we started the show tonight, is that Disney have very cleverly hyped everybody up and announced all these wonderful things and said they're coming to Hollywood Studios, but they very also cleverly not told anybody what's going to need to disappear in order for it to arrive. Now, we know where Star Tours is. We've got a rough idea of where the Batlock Express is, which is in between Indiana Jones and Star Tours. Yeah. I, would, I would assume, I would expect... 
the Backlight Express probably to become the Cantina. That then talks about whether or not Indiana Jones is going to disappear and that becomes part of it. And that becomes part of the 14 acre land and we don't necessarily lose the Honey I Shrunk the Audience Kids movie set and Muppet Vision 3D. Or if we have Star Tours smack bang in the middle of it and it does mean that we do lose the Streets of America. We do lose Muppet Vision, we lose Mama Melrose and Star Tours is part of that there. And then it would begin to lose the area which was Residential Street and all those bits and pieces and possibly even Lights, Motors, Action, Extreme Stunt Show. There's every chance that we could lose that entire area of the park. I personally would be really sad to see Muppet Vision 3D go. Yeah. It's, it's a classic attraction and I totally love it. But I don't. Well, I've got to be careful here because I know that Muppets mean a lot of things to different people. But are they as popular as they should be? Well, they're becoming. They've got a new television series coming out on ABC, so they're clearly popular enough to have a new television series. There was uproar about the fact that Kermit and Miss Piggy, Miss Piggy split up recently. Yep. Um, there was enough in the media about that. I, I would be sad to see it go. I. I Hannah Hart, I think it is. Honestly, it's going to disappear. But it's a real shame if it does because it's such a great attraction. But I'd be interested to find out by, you know, I think we could probably work this out on Google Maps or something like that. Well, that's how, the thing we were looking at that, weren't we? And, and how big 14 acres is because we know that the Great Movie Ride's got a new sponsor, so that's not going anywhere. And no. um, we know that the, I don't know, the section of the land in front of the Sorcerer's Hat, that's, that's not going to go anywhere. Around. Obviously, that's gone now, but yeah. um, that's relatively safe. Yeah, we could be talking sort of fifties primetime cafe. That could even go. The- I don't think it's going to go that way. Because you know, if you, if this, well, you could you could. I've heard that Echo Lake's going to go, and if Echo Lake's going. You could you could lose Primetime Cafe. Yes. There's another one there as well in Hollywood and Vine. Is that Hollywood and Vine, that's there. I think whether Disney going to get rid of all of those things. You don't know, do you? No. So we, I reckon if we... I'm sure there's going to be some sort of tool that Google have got. If we can map it out. The other thing that it's, it, we can map it out quite easily. It's all dependent on what Disney are going to do with everything and where they're going to build it. That's the problem. It's not just about mapping it out. It's about I. I'd be very surprised if Disney are going to kind of build Star Wars right off of the side of Hollywood Boulevard. I, I, they're going to want it slightly further back, so we've got that main hub area, and then we can build out. If they suddenly start it there, it's going, you're going to be smacking straight into Star Wars in that hub area where the stage and everything is, where you've got the front of um, the Great Movie Ride and all that sort of stuff. And I don't know whether they're going to want it that close. Mm. I might be wrong. I don't remember that we're talking about a thing that used to be a studio, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, completely. I completely agree. But I don't know um, whether. I don't know. It's tricky. Because the problem is, it's not just that that we've got to find out where it's going to fit. Because Disney have also announced something else that is coming. It's an expansion to Pixar Place. It is Toy Story Land that is coming uh, to the resort as well. It's going to be another immersive themed land. This time, again, including two new attractions. One is a Slinky Dog style roller coaster. It's a family friendly roller coaster where you're going to sit in Slinky Dog. 
and go for a ride. And also, there is a new attraction which is kind of a spinning ride to do with uh, the aliens, the, the little green aliens, and you're going to sit inside these flying saucers and there's a claw that looms over the top of you, uh, obviously trying to grab you as you go around. There's also going to be an additional Toy Story Mania track so that that can... Uh, include more guests as well to bring the wait time down for those particular things now you've had a look at uh the concept art for this yeah Your impressions again this is the whole thing that we've been talking about where is it gonna go um and my first instinct is it's either gonna go right next to uh, like motor action or it's gonna take away like motor action yeah we don't know again, do we? We've been looking at this and trying to work out where exactly it can go. My thought is this is taking up pretty much where the back lot is. Uh, and they're going to build from there. The, the only thing that, that to me says it's a bit more than just the back lot is the fact that this, 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 the, the Slinky Dog roller coaster, okay? Yeah. Um, what we'd originally thought was going to be coming there was something similar to RC Racer yeah. from Disneyland Paris. This is quite a long looking roller coaster. It does look like quite a long-looking roller coaster, yeah. Decent size, definitely. And I know it's just concept art at the moment, and it, everything can change, but it, it looks as though it's covering quite a bit of distance. It potentially looks as though it's longer than Big Thunder Mountain. Hmm, possibly. Um, for the amount of land that it's covering, and I think to get that sort of size roller coaster, the back lot by itself isn't it might not be big enough. Yeah. Well, to give you an impression of what it looks like, if those of you who've been to Disneyland Paris and have seen Toy Story Playland, the theme of it is very, very similar. Very, very large lights that look like Christmas lights hanging from the ceiling. It looks to me very much like they're using the kind of um, construction material to create the fences and all those bits and pieces. So the premise of what Paris looks like is the basis for this, but it's on a much larger scale. Yeah. Much, much larger scale. Say, so looking at that roller coaster, it looks like that's going to be much, much bigger already. Um, and then you've obviously got the other coaster as well. The other attraction, sorry, the Toy Story Alien kind of spinning ride. Now, looking at that, that looks like it's very similar to Dumbo in the set of fans. It's going to be dueling. There's going to be two different uh, tracks for that that they're going to be able to use. So that's got double yeah. capacity there. Now, also looking around, there's lots of other areas. It looks like there's some sort of food outlet in the left corner, top left because there's a lot of tables with umbrellas and things like that. It looks like there's a couple of merchandise locations in there as well, and there's a small, looks like Woody's Roundup Town on one side. So it looks like there's going to be a lot of detail within this, obviously more than we necessarily have got in Paris at the moment. But it's yeah. a, it is a concept, you know. One of the things we've got to remember is, and it does say on this image, that it's an artist concept only. This is not official, it's not confirmed, this is how it's going to look. It's just the concept of what they think it could look like. Yeah, it's, it, it, the concept looks impressive. And when we've seen these sort of concepts before at Disneyland Paris, it was quite similar to that. Yes, it wasn't yeah, yeah, yeah. a million yeah, it miles away from no, it. Not at all. Um, I'd, I'd hope it does come out quite well. The, the alien ride, yeah. the... the Thing which I'm going to say is there was talk about it being a similar sort of thing to that um, meters ride. I'm going to say the junkyard jamboree. That's the one in Disneyland, uh, California. Yeah, um, where you sort of swing out a bit more, not just like a spinning um, waltzer style car. It just sort of swings out a bit more. And it probably will, but again, we don't know, do we? We we know that they're doing it, but I don't know what else. Yeah. Do you do you know what would be good if they just had a bit of? Um, Bit like the 
what's it called? Honey, I shrink the audience play area. Has Toy Story stuff to play on. It has a few bits, yeah. If, if you could do, do something as simple as that, kids would be always happy. Yeah. But this, again, theming-wise looks amazing. It looks like it's going to be really good when it opens, but we don't know exactly where it's going to be and what exactly is going to go into it. But that's pretty much everything that was announced yesterday afternoon. Nothing major then. Nothing new. Yeah. Nothing different. <laughs> I, I was wait, waiting for that shock thing that we've not heard anything about. Which was? I haven't got it. Exactly. There's... I've been searching through all sorts of sites saying that, looking to see if I've missed something here. No, we really haven't. I think everything that we expected has come out pretty much without anything. The, the only thing that we didn't necessarily think about was that Star Wars Land was going to come to both Disneyland and Hollywood Studios. I suppose that was the biggest difference. Yeah. I think there's a, um, an Iron Man experience coming somewhere. That's coming to Hong Kong. Yeah. Yeah. And this so they can meet Iron Man, so I don't know if that's allowing the Marvel characters to interact. It might do, but like they can obviously do that out in, in Asia, can't do that in America. Every chance that that could be something that could come to Paris, maybe? I don't know. But, um... I have no idea. No idea at all. But uh, that's all the stuff that's come in. If there's any, what, what, which out of all those are you most excited about? Bizarrely, probably Star Wars. Right, it's, okay, I'm surprised. Um, because I think that from what I can see from the the, the mock-ups and the concepts, it seems to suggest quite a immersive environment. Yeah. Where I know that Avatar is supposed to be that, but I just don't get that one. To me, that's to me that's Animal Kingdom at its best, where it's just plants and shrubbery. Yeah. Whereas this is, you know, you, you're in a sort of built-up town area. Yeah, I know what you mean. It, it, there seems to be more more about it. Yeah, I agree with you. I'm looking forward to seeing uh, what they do with Star Wars. I, I'm looking forward to seeing what they do in Avatar. But, but for me, you know, the Star Wars stuff is by far the most exciting stuff that's coming out. And it's going to be absolutely amazing. Just seeing that and being able to be part of that. And, and it's opened up. The Hollywood Studios to a whole new league of people. Those people who might just come to Hollywood Studios for Star Wars weekends have now got this whole new area and they're going to be able to come and explore and take part in. Um, um, I've just seen something else which is quite interesting. Which is? And I'm just going to try and find it. I think it's about Shanghai. Mm. There's a thing called Camp Discovery. Well, Shanghai is a whole new a whole different ball game. It's like a whole new theme park. Right, okay, well, bear in mind that what we're talking about in um, Bite Size yeah. a couple of episodes ago. Um, I'll read this out. At Camp Discovery, members of the League of Adventurers, a diverse international expeditionary team, mm. harness up and explore a series of challenge trails, also known as fixed rope traverses. Now, the, the photograph or the, the illustration shows... Um, cast, not cast members, guests, sort of climbing across, across, across cliff edges yeah. and jump across gaps. A bit like what was suggested about an Indiana Jones style. Oh, so maybe. Wait. I like that idea. That's a good idea. That. I, I would like something like that to come across to uh, Paris. It would be cool. Who knows what is going on there? No but um, if you uh, want to 
mentioned anything that, about that with regards to the announcements they made. Of course, email is radio at disneybrit.com. We'll uh, make sure we include your comments and all those sort of bits of pieces on future shows. Maybe there's something that we've missed, i.e. there's something that you kind of read and went, oh, maybe that means this and we've not maybe mentioned it on the show, so do let us know. That'd be fantastic. Right, uh, before I talk about my trip to Disneyland Paris, let's briefly talk about this. So, Disney Rip Running Team time. Let's very quickly tell you what's going on, what's been updated. Alan, what do you have to update us with Disney Rip Running Team before I update us on ours? Um, we've obviously we've, we've now chosen a hotel, and we just need to book the rooms. Yep. I think it's only fair that me and Adam have booked our room before anyone else does, rather than uh, sort of not getting there. So we're in the I process of getting that sorted, aren't we? Got to commit to that. Yeah. Um, the hotel that we've looked at, um, it is a lovely looking hotel. Yeah. Um, we've tried to opt for a, a reasonably priced hotel rather than one that is um, expensive uh, because at the end of the day it is coming up towards Christmas and people have got limited amounts of funds. Indeed. But at the same time you can go at the other end in Blackpool and there are some very ropey <laughs> there are indeed but that's just to let you know we've sorted that out the other thing we want to tell you about this yeah. running team is that we have now got our second event booked and ready to go that you can sponsor us for as part of the whole uh, sponsorship for Cordwell Children on the 19th of September myself and Alan and Stephen who's part of the Disney running team are going to be doing something called Rock Solid Rock Solid is a 10k obstacle mud course uh, we're going to be doing this say, to raise the money for Caldwell Children and uh, it looks like it's going to be so much fun I can't wait I've uh, got my new tri trail trainers ready to go for this particular event Take sort advice on what sort of trainers I need got those all sorted so I know what I'm doing and uh, we're going to be doing this 10k uh, obstacle mud course it involves a lot of mud a lot of water a lot of climbing and a lot of running See, that's where I think you're totally wired it wrong. Why? It doesn't look like a lot of fun. Oh, it does. It looks like it's going to be absolutely brilliant. It looks Don't like a lot of effort. Yeah, it looks like a lot of effort. Of course it is. It's over 10k and we've got to climb over stuff, but I can't wait. It's going to be brilliant. I'm going to just be covered in mud and water and stuff. There's one section in it where it's monkey bars across yeah. the river. Yeah, I've already discovered that, that that's definitely the bit where I'm getting very, very wet. Have you tried monkey bars? Yeah, I'm rubbish at it. So there's no way in a million years I'm going to get anywhere on that. I already know that's going to happen. I've kind of, I looked at a video and looked at the course and went, yep, yeah, I'm going in there, I'm going in there, I'm going in there. So that's absolutely fine. I'm ready for it. There's a section where you've got to climb into a skip full of ice, duck under the icy water and come out the other side. Yes. How? how? Why? When you climb inside the, the skip? Yeah. You don't have to do it if you don't want to, you wimp. <laughs> Oh, so we're doing that anyway you can sponsor us justgiving.com forward slash Disney Rip Running Team and if you want to come and join us there is still space um, you can come and join us on that as well it's rock solid on the 19th of September in Milton Keynes so that's where we're going to be going uh, right last thing today then I think uh, I need to talk about uh, my trip to Disneyland Paris now I didn't want to go through my entire trip minute by minute second by second hour by hour and talk to you about what I did what I wanted to do is the good the bad and the downright ugly of my trip. So we need some appropriate music, I think. Uh, so here we go. Let's 
So there you go. That is the music for Disney Dreams, which is the nighttime event that happens inside the Disneyland Park every evening. So as I say, I wanted to split it into the good, the bad, and the ugly. The good are obviously the things I thought were really good, I really enjoyed, etc. The bad are the things that had a negative impact on my trip. Um, and the ugly are the things that just make the place look horrible and are not nice in the slightest. That makes sense? Yep, sort yeah, sort of. Okay. So we'll start um, off. Are you just... Are you just talking about Disneyland Paris here? Just talking about Disneyland Paris here. So, yeah, this is just purely uh, the the parks and the area and the resort and the hotel and all that sort of stuff that I'm going to talk about. Um, one thing I do want to mention before I start this, because obviously while I was there, I didn't just go to Disneyland Paris. Uh, I also went to a place called Port Aventura. Have you ever heard yeah. of this? Um, bizarrely, my brother was there when you were oh, there. Of course he was, that's right. So we went to Port Aventura. I went to see Cirque du Soleil while I was there. The show was phenomenal, as always. Um, and also, we stayed in one of the Port Aventura hotels, a place called Hotel River Gold. If you've never looked to Port Aventura or their hotels, you need to go and look. This place is amazing, okay? Absolutely amazing. It's like one of these places I came away going, I will quite happily go back to that place for a holiday and go and spend four or five days there. Hotel River Gold is very much like your Hotel Cheyenne, but a million times better themed, right? I know, hard to believe, but the theming of that place was phenomenal. The theme park is huge, and I mean huge. We spent two days there, still didn't get around everything, and, and missed yep. entire parts of the park. Yeah, missed um, like the water rides, and then we, we walked through one area of the park on the way out one night and went, we didn't even realise this bit existed. Uh, it's massive. It's well worth going to. It's really well done. It's 20 years old this year. I'd thoroughly, thoroughly kind of, I don't know, advise people if you're thinking about going to go and see it. It's really well worth going to. Anyway, that's not what we're talking about. We're talking about Disneyland Paris. So, my goods then. One of the things I was really pleased about seeing as I walk around Disneyland Paris this year uh, is this kind of the TLC that the park is being given. In places, it's looking cleaner and tidier and sharper. In a lot of places, it's quite clear that they're doing a lot of work to the resort at the minute to kind of bring it up to the Disney standard. One of the other things as well is with a lot of the cast members, there's a, a, a change, a clear change that, that there's some sort of instilling of the disney standards being brought in as well which i was really pleased to see um i know we've talked a lot about how disneyland paris isn't necessarily as well looked after and i know there's been a recent change where disney have taken more responsibility and ownership of the park and i kind of hope that this is the reason why a lot of this is happening because of that um but really pleased to see that the, the park's being worked on and they're doing a lot of work with it um the other good for me beyond good ratatouille again that attraction is just amazing i know i talked about it last time i went and when i went on it but it just still blows me away that the how the technology they use and the way that it's done is just truly phenomenal um it's unlike any other disney attraction i've been on it's a trackless ride system it's 3d uh, you obviously use the screen and physical objects and all those things brought together to create this attraction brilliant absolutely loved it disney dreams again brilliant i actually watched disney dreams two nights in a row because i love it and think it's such a good show um our first night we watched it right down towards the hub and um, what was really good to see and it's a shame the people in front of us didn't follow it people who were sat in the middle of the hub right at the front stayed seated for the whole of disney dreams and nobody got up and it was brilliant and it was like if only people could do that more often the people next in front of us stood up and we all had to stand up as well which is a real pain so we were just sort of to the right of everybody who was sat down but still got a good view of it and it's still an amazing show the combination of fireworks the the, the projection mapping and the screens the water screens and all those bits and pieces are amazing um oh now i've noticed the change in how people queue for characters one of the things that used to happen is when characters came out 
people used to go mad, run at them, and you used to push their kids forward and things like that. We didn't really see it, meet any characters on this particular trip, but what I did notice and witness as we were going around is any characters that weren't in a particularly proper queuing system, people were queuing up to see those characters. And it's one of the things we've talked about a lot and the difference between Orlando and Paris is that people don't. They just kind of push forward and don't care and they whatever and upset other people. Um, and uh, good to see that there has been uh, some sort of maybe change in the way that they do it or maybe they've decided people have, it's just the mentality of people, I don't know. But really pleased to see that the queuing seems to be working better, which is good. Uh, what else have I got? Frozen sing-along. Okay, I wanted to go and see the Frozen sing-along because I thought it's new, it's only there for the summer at the moment, could do with seeing it, could do a review and it would come back for the show, those bits and pieces. And uh, I came away absolutely brilliant. Honestly, I loved the Frozen sing-along. There we were, singing along. Harry at one point had a microphone shoved in his face and was belting out <laughs> the, the words as it went along. It's really worth seeing. Um, and I... And I if it comes back for Christmas, which I would expect it probably will, uh, then it, you've got to go and see it because it's just a really nice sort of heartwarming, funny, entertaining sort of 20 minutes during your day as well. So uh, Frozen Singalons in the Chaparral Theatre over at Frontierland. Really good. Really enjoyed it. Also right next door is a place called the Cowboy Cookout. Now this is one of my new favourite places to eat in the park. It's uh, the Cowboy Cookout Barbecue. They do some great food in here. Uh, they do an Angus beef burger. They are doing uh, ribs. They do like rotisserie chicken, um, and the, they do. I'm trying to think what the other thing is they do in there. I forgot off the top of my head. The food in there, yeah, it's not cheap. It's in a Disney park, of course, it's not cheap, but really good quality food. I was really impressed with the quality of the food that they served in there, and would definitely go back and eat in there again. I used to love Fuente de Oro, um, but since uh, discovering Cowboy Cookout, it's kind of one of my places to go and eat. Really good food. Really enjoyed it. Well worth going to. Um, now the Jedi Training Academy. I've not had the opportunity to see the Jedi Training Academy properly before. When we went to Florida last year, Harry wasn't that much of a fan of Star Wars, wasn't that bothered. This time, he wanted to go and do Jedi Training. And the experience they had was amazing. I don't know whether you've seen the video I put up on Facebook, Alan, of, of Harry doing the yeah. Jedi Training. But it's so well organized. The actual, well, I'll come back to something in a minute. The actual training they get is well organized. The show they get is really well done. They're inside the uh, the Videopolis Theatre and um, they get to fight Darth Vader. And it's all done on quite a big scale and Harry was obviously at the front and he loved every moment of it. Um, Jedi Training Academy is a, is a great new addition to the park and obviously if they build upon that with Star Wars it'd be fantastic if it goes even further. Um, what else did I see? Ah, this, this kind of fits with the bad that I'm going to come on to later but there was an issue with the Metro while we were there which I'll explain. Um, and one of the things they did in the park that I thought was really great was that they actually announced over the tannoy several times during the day there's going to be there could be an issue with metro train disruptions later on the day if your only way home is a metro you may want to consider leaving the park slightly earlier. And I've kind of never really known that to happen in any Disney theme park before. But the fact that Disney wanted to actually turn around and say to people um, you know be safe get home and this is this is what I want you to do uh, which I thought was really really good. They've changed uh, the security procedures on the way into the park. Now there's one main entrance that you can go through in order to get into the both parks and Disney Village. Everyone has to funnel through this one security system. It's so much better now that they've done that. And it's been there a little while, but it's so much better now that you only have to go through one lot of security, whether you go into the village or to either theme parks, because it used to be a right hassle. You'd have to go through security for, for Disneyland Park, then you'd be all right for Walt Disney Studios, you'd come in after to go to security for Disney Village, and you have to swap and change all these things and go through security a million times, particularly if you've got a big bag and all that sort of stuff. It was a right pain. So they've centralised that security, which is really, really good. 
And the last one, which actually, again, it, it does... Well, no, I've got two, but this one fits in with security and safety again. We were in the queue for the storybook uh, boats, and uh, there was a girl, there was a woman who... I don't know what she was doing, but she let her daughter climb over the railings. And she was walking on the bank of the embankment, and that embankment actually is the ride area for Casey Jr. train. And this girl was playing with the trees, and she was... And I'm not kidding. She was so close to the electricals of that train. It was scary. And the cast members saw it immediately, and they immediately closed down the entire train straight away. And it was so good to see them take that so seriously. And this girl was was pulled out, and the cast member spoke to her mum to explain to how serious that was, and if she'd have gone any closer, it could have electrocuted, she could have died, etc., etc. Her mum, on the other hand, just looked at him going, "Yeah, okay, yeah, right, yeah, it happens." And it was just like what? Honest, and they had to close down the entire attraction obviously reboot everything restart it all again all that sort of stuff and it was close for about half an hour in the end because we had rain as well probably actually more like an hour with the rain um so good to see that they were so hot on that which was really good but that i couldn't believe that the woman didn't even have a go at her daughter or anything i think some people aren't sort of bothered no in, 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 Fran- in, in, in Walt disney world people wouldn't climb over a fence they wouldn't climb up on a wall you know, you even get told off for standing up at, um, by Aladdin's flying carpets on the, the seating area. Yeah. If you to get a good photograph, you get told off for that. But in Disneyland Paris, I've seen people climbing up on the on the green area by the castle and stuff. A yeah. fence in Disneyland Paris doesn't mean you can't cross here. It means there's a bit of uh, free space back here. Yeah. But, yeah, it was crazy. Anyway, the last thing that was really good is the Disneyland Paris app. Now, sadly, at this moment in time, I don't know why, it's a shame it's not happened yet, Disneyland Paris hasn't got free Wi-Fi in its parks. I went to Port Aventura, they have. Now, if a a company that has one theme park can do it, I don't know why Disneyland Paris can't do it yet. But I I had my internet on anyway, my my data on. So I could use the Disneyland Paris app and it worked brilliantly. And you could use it all the time to give you any idea of when the next shows were and when the wait times were for any of the attractions. Now, the wait times that were on the app were exactly the same as the wait time as it said outside the actual attraction itself. So it was really useful to look at and go, oh, Big Thunder's only got a 20 minute queue now, we'll head over there, or this has only got this queue. So we were able in the evening when fast passes were run out and things like that, look for the attractions that had next to no queue and go and do those. It meant that we were able to do Big Thunder Mountain in the dark, with a 15 minute queue 15 minute wait and still have time for disney dreams afterwards as well because we had the app we would never have been able to do that if we hadn't got the app which was, so it was a really really good uh thing to have you can download it from the, the app stores and all that sort of stuff the last one for my good is not disneyland paris as such but it's obviously disney related and it's used as an associate hotel we stayed at the hotel elise which is in val d'europe it is right across the road from the metro station and the um, val d'europe uh, shopping center and um, i cannot praise the hotel enough for how brilliant it was we had parking on site it was underground parking on site which was really easy to access there was a free shuttle bus that took you from the hotel to uh, the resort so you didn't even need to use the metro if you didn't want to and they were fairly regular we never had any problems getting a bus from the hotel into the parks at all in the whole time that we were there uh, it wasn't particularly expensive certainly not expensive compared to what you pay for a disney hotel and um, we were really well looked after we had breakfast included that was really good and i can highly recommend hotel elise it was a really good place to stay and it's a hotel i've never stayed in before um, i've stayed in others in the area but it's certainly one that you know, I'd definitely be going back to again if I can find it at the right price. 
So another good option that's not a Disney hotel, but is so close. It's almost quicker to do that than it is to stay in a Disney hotel. Yeah. Right. I think sometimes the Disney premium is worth paying, but I think for Disneyland Paris... There was only one occasion where staying in a Disney hotel was a real bonus, and I'm going to come on to that in a little while. Okay, my bads then. The Disneyland Railroad is my is a bad for me. I used to love going on the Disneyland Railroad. It was a really nice scenic trip. It used to take maybe half an hour to go round. Really enjoyed it. Get off the other side, etc. It's become the most tedious, arduous, boring journey in the world. There was an accident happened on the um, on the train a few years ago, which has meant they've installed some new gates on each of the carriages. Every time it gets to a train stop. Each of the doors of the carriages have to be open and left open. People are allowed to have to get off and get onto the attraction. Then the cast members have to come around and shut and lock every single door. And it means that you're in a train station for about six or seven minutes each time mm -hmm. you get there. And you're sat there going, oh, please, can we leave now? Please, can we move on? And for me, it's ruined what was a really good attraction and something that I really enjoyed. And now for me, I don't. The train, we went on it that once and I was like, we used to go, let's just catch the train from Fantasyland back around to Main Street and go home. It used to be something like that, something a bit quick. Now it'd be like, there's no point. It would take us so long and it's so dull. Um, so it, it it's ruined it for me. Genuinely has ruined it for me. But hey, there we go. My other bad was, is counter service pace. The pace that they serve in counter services. We're in Europe. Europeans are far more laid back than we are. I understand that. I understand that. The problem is, they're so laid back that it takes forever to get served in a lot of places. We were in Casey's Junior, Casey Junior, uh, Casey's Corner, sorry, one night before Disney Dreams, and I genuinely thought we were going to have to leave the queue because Disney Dreams was going to start before we got served because it took them that long to do it. So, okay. counter service pace was slow, which I wasn't too impressed with. Now, I've already said how much I loved the Jedi Training Academy and how brilliant that was, but it does also have a bad side as well, and that is you have to queue to register in order to take part. I don't have a problem with that. Of course you have to do that. There are only so many. We worked it out. We reckon that it's about 0.4% of the people that were in the park that day got to take part in the Jedi Training Academy. So of course you've got a queue to register. I don't have an issue. The first thing we did, 10 o'clock when the ropes dropped, we went straight there, got in the queue for Jedi Training Academy. Now, there were already quite a few people in there who'd gone and queued because they had extra magic hour from staying in the hotel. That's fine. But... We then stood in the queue until 10.45 because they don't start registration until 10.45. So you get in the queue, you spend 45 minutes in a queue going nowhere because they haven't opened registration yet. Why, why oh why Disney do not open the registration for Jedi Training Academy at 10 o'clock? I do not understand why they make you wait for 45 minutes. And the thing is, by making everybody wait for 45 minutes, the back of the queue is then halfway down Discoveryland and it means that all the people who want to go in um, have then got to wait even longer when if it had opened at 10 they'd have been through they could have gone off to attractions so the good is Jedi Training Academy the bad is the fact that they make you queue for so long to register when they can quite easily open it earlier and there's no reason why they couldn't they don't need to open that particular thing earlier okay other bads the Frozen Mini Parade they have like a welcome for Arno and Elsa okay and everybody lines the streets for this because Arno and Elsa are coming down for the welcome parade blah 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 and we were on the way somewhere and we were like 
we've got five minutes, we'll stop and we'll watch. Oh, we're on the way to the Jedi Training Academy. We've got five minutes, we'll stop and watch this, okay? They built up the music and we waited for it to come and everyone had lined the streets. And then Arno and Elsa went down in a horse-drawn carriage, waved at people and disappeared. And that was it. And I was like, okay, it's, it's lovely that it's Arno and Elsa and don't get me wrong, it's fine. But that is what people have been waiting for. And some people have been like sat there for half an hour. Just to watch Iron Elsa go past in a horse-drawn carriage and wave at you, and that is it. That was all it was. I thought it was going to be something more than that. So disappointed that that's all that was, um, that it wasn't anything bigger than that. And it was lovely, but but it was just a bit underwhelming when you thought it was going to be something much bigger than that. Okay, uh, exit from the parks is another thing. Now, I talked already about how the new security procedures are really great and work really well, but the problem is that because everybody goes in through one way, it means everyone can only leave the park through one way. And come park kicking out time after Disney Dreams, because Disney Dreams is at park closing time, and then everyone turns on Main Street and walks out together. They they route you round, so you go past the New World of Disney store, past um, the cinema, past Buffalo Bills, and you go out outside gate on the left. But what they're doing is they're putting everybody who's been to the theme parks and everybody in Disney Village out of those gates all at exactly the same time. And it gets really quite cramped. And there needs to be a system where you can actually leave the resort through several other areas rather than just through that one gate because it did panic a few people as well. Um, but again, love the new security entrance, but the exit's difficult. Network coverage. Right, now you'd think if Disney haven't got free Wi-Fi in the park, they'd want to make sure that the network coverage in the parks were absolutely brilliant so people could tweet out and Facebook out and all those sort of things. There were times where I had an absolute nightmare just getting a ruddy signal. Suddenly I'd get no service. And you'd, you'd, you'd be stood in the middle of the, the, the hub uh, on Main Street and then you'd take five steps towards Discoveryland and you'd lose all service. It'd all gone. The app wouldn't work then and all those bits and pieces. So the network coverage is pretty terrible in places inside the resort. So that's something I'd like to say I wasn't too impressed with because, you know, you try and text this or you try and send this here or do whatever and every now and again it disappear. Um, my final bad, and this links back to the Frozen sing-along. Again, I love the Frozen sing-along. I thought it was brilliant. There was this area just to the right of us as we sat in our seats and it was roped off and it got plush blue seats and it looked really nice. And I was like, that's a funny old area. I wonder whether they're going to use that as part of the show. I wonder what that is all about. Um, um, then I was like, "What? why is there nobody saying it? And then all of a sudden someone came up in an Elsa dress and they let them in. Someone else came up in an Anna dress, they let them in. And it turns out that if your child turns up in an Anna or Elsa or Frozen themed outfit, you can go and sit in this very special VIP area. And I was like, Hang on a second. This is a bit wrong. If you've got a small girl who has got an Arno and Elsa dress, that sort of stuff, you can turn up late, you can get to sit in the VIP area, no problem. What if, like me, you've got a little boy who doesn't mind Frozen but doesn't have a dress and won't wear anything Frozen-themed? Stick a carrot on his nose. Yeah. So, I was a little bit upset. It is a bit sexist, in a way, because there's not many boys that are going to get dressed up as Kristoff, are there? No. I want to get dressed up as an ice farmer. So I was a bit miffed. And I get why they've done it to make them feel special. But a bit miffed that, yeah, it's a little bit sexist. That, oh, you've got your Anna and Elsa dress on. You look lovely and all that sort of stuff. Now go and sit in that particular area. So anyway, that miffed me. Um, right, finally, onto my uglies. And I've only got three for this. 
very, very quick. Although I enjoy the fact they're doing a lot of TLC to the park. Um, construction walls, right? We, we seem to have this issue with Disney construction walls. Most of Adventureland at the minute is a construction wall. And the way that you get through Adventureland is through a small area next to where there's a load of construction walls. It's a real shame because I think they've ruined a lot of what of um, Adventureland is because you can't get into most of it. There's also a lot of construction walls around the entrance to the parks as well, down by the Disneyland Hotel, which means on the way out, some of the routes and the paths out of the park aren't there, which made it was more cramped to get out. But a huge amount of construction walls, which is a real shame, it does make it look really, really ugly, which uh, is sad, but um, hey, that is there. My second ugly is, and I've already mentioned about the trains, they've got these new train gates. Now, the trains are gorgeous. You know, they're very turn-of-the-century wooden trains. They look beautiful. And they basically stuck metal green gates on them that open and close. And they just do not fit with the theme of the train at all. And I was looking at it going, they're horrible. Why have they done that? You put a Facebook photo on, didn't you? Yeah, they're, they're awful. They don't fit the theme at all. There's just these big, cumbersome, metal, horrid, nasty things. I was like, do you know what? I'd much rather they come up with something different or new or nice that isn't just nasty green metal gates on the front of the train. So they look really ugly, so I put them in my ugly. And the final ugly for me, and this is the last one, is Disney's procedure for rain. Okay, when we were there in the middle of the day, we were during the time of queuing for the storybook boats and just before the girl nearly electrocuted herself and all this sort of stuff, they suddenly said, we've got to close the attraction, there's a storm coming. Um, okay, fine, not a problem, don't have an issue with it. And they closed every single outdoor attraction because of the rain, because of the storm and the, elect the, the lightning that was coming. But then they proceeded to kick everybody out of any covered area in that particular area because they were closing everything down and you couldn't stand in any covered area and then of course the heavens opened and it was torrential absolutely torrential at one point people were absolutely drenched and they were trying to kick you out of covered areas because they wanted to clear this bit here and move you out of the way and there, there was a bridge that people had blocked up and they were making you go and stand out in the rain because you couldn't get through the bridge because people had blocked the bridge up and they were saying you need to push through the bridge and we were saying well actually no you need to get someone on the other side to get those people to pull through the bridge rather than getting us to push them all through the bridge and it was a real mess and it was actually a, a few times really quite dangerous with some people trying to get through to different areas and um, it was really a real mess and it's something that I think Disney need to address before something happens because it wasn't too impressed with that but that was it that's the overall that's that was pretty much my three ugly so overall really really good trip really enjoyed it weather was fantastic attractions were brilliant uh there's just those few things that oh i didn't i said i was going to talk about it wasn't i and i completely forgot and this is the one thing i did want to mention we're talking about this and this is the bus park okay now i mentioned didn't i um about the Metro announcements that were made. And the reason the Metro announcements were made was there was an assault on a driver earlier on in the day. And without warning, all of the Metro drivers got up and walked off. Just closed the whole of the Metro system down. Nobody really knew in the parks at the time. We left with everybody else after Disney Dreams. We were way down in the hub, which meant we came out with quite a lot of the people to find out that the Metro was shut had to find out that every single person that had been in the park, if they hadn't brought a car, were now going to need to go home via bus. They'd laid on these buses to replace the metro trains. And you can imagine thousands of people trying to get to the bus park. The buses we were trying to get on were a nightmare. There were people pushing and shoving. There were people standing in front of buses to try and stop them so you could get on them early before they got to the bus stops. There were fights breaking out 
for the metro trains and the police were helpless the police were doing next to nothing in the end disney had to bring in some of their security to try and hold the queues back to get people on buses for them to leave it was at times quite a terrifying experience to have all of these children around and to see all these fights breaking out with people who were trying to push onto buses when they should should have been waiting and queuing all this sort of stuff wasn't good at all it was really quite a terrifying experience that was one of my bads that i completely forgot to mention um but that's something that obviously disney rectified the following day by making the metro announcements and the trains were better the trains were open although on a limited service the following day but there we go that was the last thing that was all of them. sounds like nice had a good holiday though yeah oh. yeah really good holiday so um, i noticed you did a few um periscopes yes which was a bit iffy at times yeah but that was again down to the issue with the, the network yeah um the the issues were that i would be in a queue and i would have a really good signal and then i'd, I'd move forward a little bit and my signal would go and you'd be like, oh, yeah. right. um but yeah we did periscope a bit we periscoped uh, the disney dreams we tried to periscope phantom manor which failed miserably because the signal went we periscoped uh, the toy soldier parachute drop and the cars route rally as well um so yeah i tried to periscope little bits and pieces as much as i could while i was there for people to enjoy well done. And um, when's the next trip planned? Uh, don't have one planned as yet. The next definite plan to go will be September 2016 because that'll be for yep. the uh, half marathon. Whether or not I will get out there before then, I don't know at this moment in time. But definitely September 2016, if not before. Brilliant. There we go. Right, I think that's everything for today, isn't it? Have we made it? Pretty to much. The end? Have we made it? Yeah. To the end. I made it to the end of the show. Yeah. Right, if we made it to the end of the show, that means that it's time for this. Right, do you want to mention just quite, very quickly, we still need our Tomorrow's Child stuff from you. So, if you have got a child and you can get them to record that, mina mina, can you do that for us, please? Because we want to do something with that a little bit later. So, if you've got a child, just get them to record mina mina and then move on. The other one we want from you is your child's favourite Muppet. If you can tell us their favourite Muppet and why, that would be great as well. But thank you for joining me. Thank you, Alan, for joining us. No problem, anytime. And if you want to follow us on Twitter, it's at Disney Brit. We're talking about all the stuff from the Parks Expo at the moment. Also, if you want to follow us on Facebook, it's facebook.com forward slash Disney Brit Podcast. And if you want to join the running team, it's facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash Disney Brit Running Team. And you can go to disneybrit.com to find all of our past episodes. They are all up there. And disneybrit.com forward slash DBRT in order to join the Disney Brit Running Team. If you want to sponsor us for the upcoming event that we've got for the uh, rock solid that's coming up on the 19th of september then you can just giving.com forward slash disney brit running team and you can uh, help us towards our total which we're building for caldwell children which ultimately will take us to the disneyland paris half marathon in september 2016 any comments questions suggestions anything of that nature do email us radio at disneybrit.com and we'll be back next week with uh, the disney brit bite size but until then we'll see you